Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. You know what time it is. Once again, it is The Core Report. Black Broadway presents The Core Report. And you know what we do over here? We do the news, gang. And like I said earlier in my little preamble, my IG preamble, this show is dedicated to negativity because I'm tired of the bullshit, all right? I said something on Twitter earlier today, and I think that this is basically the thesis statement for this show, all right? I'm an artist, and I paint beautiful pictures, you know what I'm saying? And my favorite medium is negativity. Because if you're living a life without negativity or in search of avoiding all of the negativity, you're not really living. You're just seeking comfort. You're just seeking a shelter from life's inevitable storms permanently. And that's not how we live over here. I don't know who the fuck told y'all that that's what being an American, being a grown-up, being a fucking human being was about. But that's not what the fuck this shit is about. And we're not going to keep hiding from the negativity. We're not going to keep trying to Harlem shake our way through this shit. We're going to address this shit now, today. So let's get on started, man. No further ado, no further delays needed. Let's get on into it. First and foremost, as I always start off this news progress or this news podcast with too often, is the shit show of the presidency that we're dealing with right now. Currently, we're dealing with the fourth year, fourth term of a presidency that has brought us nothing but struggle, nothing but tumult. And I think that at this particular moment in time, in the middle of a pandemic, large wildfires blazing throughout the whole entire west coast of the country and the whole entire country dealing with the fallout of America's racist legacy, I think it's just maybe it's time to realize something that people say all the time. Elections have consequences, gang. Elections have fucking consequences, okay? All of the things that we're dealing with right now are a direct consequence of decisions that You and I believe we had a lot to do with, but the fact of the matter is these decisions were made and this trajectory was set a long time ago. And America has just become a stupid ass place that's stupid enough to elect this stupid ass person to be their president. So you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, and we have got the ultimate stupid prize here for playing the ultimate stupid game. Just the other day, no, pardon me, yesterday, Trump was sitting in a room full of scientists, governor, the governor of California, excuse me, and other educated elected officials, people who actually dedicated their lives to learning about something and matriculating through their career so that they could be somebody who sits in a position of authority one day and can maybe stop something catastrophic from happening. But the person that they have to go through in order to do that is basically sitting in that room and telling them, yeah, fuck what you're talking about, bro. I, climate change? Fuck out of here. Anyway, Gavin Newsom? Yeah, uh, I hear what you're saying, bro, but get the fuck out of here. So, again, when we talk about elections having consequences, look at the people who are in charge. Look at the people who all this fucking get out the vote. Yeah, vote, vote, vote. Vote for Gavin Newsom. Vote for all these other people. Do that. But... When you look at them and you look at how ineffective, how cowardly, and how just downright dumb a lot of them are, you have to ask yourself, 
what what am I really what game am I really playing here? And why is it that I am being called a bad person, a terrible American for even questioning the, the validity of this entire process? Why is it that I can't ask questions that get to the root of what I don't understand and I'm forced to participate in a process that one, I don't understand and two is definitely rigged to bring about my Failure, my destruction, the destruction of the entire West Coast right now is out of our hands. It's over. And elections have consequences, gang. So at the end of the day, all these people that you voted for, all these people that you think represent you or represent your interests, that you delegated the responsibility for being a fucking adult, being a responsible human being to, yeah, guess what? They don't give a fuck about you at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, the people who are most adversely affected by all of these political decisions are not, and I repeat, not politicians, all right? First and foremost, very important to remember, we'll revisit this entire idea of electoral politics and their ineffectiveness, in my eyes, later. Let's just talk about, again, the administration that this person who the country elected, and again, I say that very dubiously because we all know what a scam, I hope we know, what a scam the Electoral College is and how that entire system was created to take the power away from the popular vote. We are not meant to live in a country where the population elects the leaders, gang. Not the country, not the state, not the city. That was never their fucking idea, okay? How can you say that we live in a representative democracy when this democracy was established, women couldn't vote, black people couldn't vote, natives couldn't vote, anybody who wasn't a property-holding white male was not allowed to vote? So who the fuck's really represented in the preamble to the Constitution and Declaration of Independence? Not us. We'll get back to that. The people who work for this administration, namely a gentleman named Caputo, who is the secretary of the Health and Human Services Department, the spokesman for the secretary of the Health and Human Services Department. This animal, this clown, 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 clown gets on Facebook because, again, that's the tool of the proletariat. I unzip my jacket out here. Look. That's the tool of the proletariat. That's the tool that we think gives us the platform and gives us a voice to get out here and say shit. But what you don't understand is that there's when there's many voices, all there is is noise. So now we just got a shouting match going on between who can be the loudest, who got the most followers, who has the biggest platform. And none of that shit means anything unless you got some power, unless you got some power, some authority, then it is a very frightening look into the mind of the people who are in control of a lot of the things that we have to deal with. A lot of us laugh and we have mad fun on Facebook. We talk about all oh, such and such cousin on there doing shit, saying crazy shit, all types of mess, all types of foolishness. You know what I'm saying? We laugh. That keeps us connected with our community and with the people who you know we deal with. And it shows their mind state to a large extent what they're dealing with what they're fucking thinking about. You know what I'm saying? What's on them? What's motivating their actions? The only difference is your cousin is not the fucking Secretary of Health and Human Services, okay? He's not in charge of coronavirus response. He's not in charge of, 
you know, educating your children, or maybe he or she is, should I say. You know, I've seen a lot of wild shit from teachers, a lot of wild shit from a lot of people who make decisions in the world on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. A lot of these people are allowed to espouse their foolishness. And when you get right down to it and you see how crazy and how incoherent and how foolish these people are, you know what I'm saying? You're like, oh my God, this is fucking frightening. So Caputo literally accused his co-workers, his colleagues, his peers who have worked all their lives in the medical establishment, people who have worked very hard to rise to a certain level in the health and human services department, people who might have been enabled in some way, shape or form by government assistance, whatever, educational assistance, nepotism, whatever. He basically said these people are traitors. They're seditious. They're heretics because they want to respond to the coronavirus in a very serious way that will have an adverse effect on the only thing that this country cares about and stands for, which is the economy. Because he sees that this entire process of preparing our country, preparing our citizenry, preparing our whole, all of our institutions to deal with a global pandemic is going to upset the very fragile apple cart of American capitalism. This apple cart is extremely fragile. That's a very important point to remember. This is not, this is no longer the strongest, richest, most powerful country in the world. Our currency isn't even backed by anything real other than military might. And the willingness, the absolute willingness, fuck it, the absolute desire to go to war with anybody else It's like bullies. Bullies have currency because people are frightened of bullies. That's the only reason they have currency. Bullies don't have to have money. Bullies don't have to have flat clothes or any of that shit. Bullies don't have to even be smart. If people are frightened of them, they have currency. They have control. You know what I'm saying? We don't own... We Man, needing a new username, I love it, fam, because you know shit is real, man. We don't even own our own phone. We don't manufacture our phones. We don't manufacture any of the uh, means of supporting capitalism that we have come to depend on with our lives. We have come to depend on these means of capitalistic production for our lives and our livelihood, and we have no control over their production, over their distribution. Whole nother point. Anyway... This guy is in charge of the United States. He's in charge of the agency that is in charge of the United States' response to a global pandemic. And he is basically giving you QAnon talking points. He is letting you know that these people are traitors and they're against, you know, the president. They're against the Republican way of life. And anything they say can't be trusted because all they want to do is hate on Trump. Wow, bro. Even if you think that. Your job is to get people ready for the pandemic, my fucking guy. Your job is not to tell us what everyone in your department's political agenda is. Your job is not even to focus on people's political agendas. Your job is to identify health threats, health and human services. However, we live in a reality show country. We have a reality show president. We've played stupid games. We've got the stupid prize, yo. We've got all this shit going on. What you say? We're economic middlemen, liquor, and denim sherpas. I love that. Yo, oh my God, I can't wait to start talking about consumption. 
and what we actually contribute to this economy on a level of consumption and how that is actually the antithesis of what we want to do here. But we'll get into that later. Like I said, this guy, he's on Facebook having rants. He's appointed by your president. Thank him. The secretary of the Department of Homeland Security is likely operating illegally. This is another big story. This gentleman, I forget his name. I I don't even care to know his name. This guy is operating as the acting secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, and he is currently allowing the United States government and all of the agencies under this department's control, which are Customs Border Patrol, Immigration Customs Enforcement, and a few other, and the other uh, immigration, pardon me, immigration and naturalization organizations that control the flow of people into the United States of America. This guy is fully fully supporting the policies that just took place today, which removed the protected citizen status from over 400,000, 400,000, half a million Salvadorian citizens who have been here since after our country destroyed their country and their economy with a manufactured civil war and drug running and contra running over the entire decade of the 80s and then were hit by a humongous earthquake and never got a chance to economically recover. All those people fled for very legitimate reasons. They found themselves in the United States of America, mainly in this part of the United States of America, to be honest. This D.C. MDVA, this is where mad Central Americans came. Man, shout out to my Salvadorian crew, my Guatemalan massive, my Nicaraguan massive, Hondurans, all of them people, man. They out here. And at the end of the day, this is what he wants for them. Get them out of here. And this country, this city, as a matter of fact, would not be shit without them. Without the labor that people who have come from these countries has provided, this country would not be shit. This shit would not exist as we know it right now. So now that you see the game and how the game works, you know what I'm saying? When it comes down to it, once they have gotten rid of your labor, or once they've utilized your labor to their maximum effect, the very next thing they're plotting on doing is getting you the fuck out of here. Quickly. How the fuck can we get these people out of here? You know what I'm saying? We burned them up, we used them, now we need them out of our little ethno state here, which is the United States of America. Let's move on. We got a lot more shit to touch. Yo, while we're talking about labor and people being exploited for labor, I know everybody will probably wake up in the morning and read this headline and think it's cool. Amazon definitely is hiring 41, 40, I mean, pardon me, 4,000 people locally, 100,000 people across the country to deal with the boom in e-commerce, e-sales over this pandemic times. Sounds great. Everybody thinks that's cool. That's not fucking cool, guys. I hope... Everybody here would ever get a chance, if you would ever get a chance, if it comes across your timeline, your screen, watch it. Watch Sorry to Bother You, bro. You have to understand the metaphors and the allegories that's being put in that movie and how they're trying to tell you what they what is happening is going to happen. Listen, there was a corporation in fucking Sorry to Bother You. They refer to this corporation as worry-free. They used to have signs all over the town. Work for worry-free. We got those wages. You can't get a job. You can't rock with, you can't find no employment. Your business is failing. Don't worry about it, G. 
come work for Worry Free. Not only do you get to work for Worry Free, you can live here, my G. They showing commercials there. Look at our beds. Whoopie whoop, blah, blah, blah. When the current when the camera cut though, what you realize is this is a fucking jail. This is a plantation. This is a concentration camp. And that's a metaphor for this country. Amazon is worry-free. You niggas should be worried. They don't pay. Thank you, Lynette. They don't even pay you enough at Amazon to get a real house. The niggas on the internet talk about, yo, we got these stimulus. We got this unemployment. You should have bought land. You should. What, what, nigga? Where? How are you going to buy land in a country that is dedicated to disenfranchising you? Not only to disenfranchising you, but to disarming you. You are not allowed to have anything in America without the permission, the express permission of the establishment. So if you think that you're going to go out here and utilize government money to get up and over on the government, you're fucking on drugs and stop it. Put them down now and go read a book, motherfucker. It's fun. It's more fun. Shit. We talk about arrest. We talk about protest all the time on this show. And one of the main things that I talk about within the protest movement is how I don't see it as being an intelligent thing to go down to a protest or a demonstration, whatever you want to call it, and throw myself at the feet of armed mercenaries in order to make a fucking point. I don't see the intelligence in that. However, people are going to do it. People have. And not only that, let's just say this. There is a certain amount of efficacy that civil disobedience and, you know, just occupying space presents. However, there are consequences. Just like elections have consequences, arrests have consequences. One of the biggest consequences of arrest is that regardless of what you say, if you protested and you overran the criminal justice system, cool. Guess who the fuck profits from that, especially in jurisdictions where they have bail, cash bail? The fucking criminal justice system, stupid. The criminal justice system profits from that. Every time one of you fucking guys go to jail, every time Jay-Z, The Weeknd, whoever the fuck, puts together a bailout fund, nigga, are you stupid? Who you think they're giving the money to? Who the fuck you think they paying the bailout? You know what I'm saying? Who the fuck you think is collecting the, the money, dog? If you ever been, I've been locked up in Maryland, D.C. Thank God I never caught a bed in Virginia. But I know in Maryland, when I got locked up, fam, it was about nothing more, nothing less money. Cut the check. Yo, where's the money? As a matter of fact, that money that you had on you, we taking that and we're going to need some extra money up off of you for the court fees and for the, the inconvenience, the ability to lock your ass up. It's great. You know what I'm saying? Yo, we need to hang out, fam. We need to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Yo, all I'm saying is those are unintelligent choices and they're making it even worse. We've spoken about what happens in Utah. They've started indicting people under the gang indictments. So if you're a member of any kind of, you know, civil liberties organization or something like that, you might as well fucking join the Crips. You might as well be a blood. Shout out to John Wall. Throw them bees up, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You might as well go ahead and join the GDs for my Chicago peoples. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, they're going to treat you the same way. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania, they had protests over the shooting of a 27-year-old mentally ill, unarmed Hispanic man named Richard Munoz. He's 27 years old. Eight people were arrested during these protests. 
Only eight people, eight people, five plus three, eight people were arrested. Each one of these people's bail is $1 million. $1 million. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania, for protesting. They didn't burn fucking Lancaster down. They didn't fucking blow up the police station. They are protesting the killing of an unarmed, mentally challenged 27-year-old man. And now they have a $1 million bail. Let's do this math real quick for any niggas that ain't been locked up. Bail is 10%, all right? They set your bond at a million. You got to come up with a hundred k 100 k all right? So if you got a hundred k come on, come up off that. You know what I'm saying? If you got anybody that got anything worth a hundred k come up off that. You know what I'm saying? That's the shit that has your mama leveraging her house. That's the shit that has you sacrificing all of your assets. You know what I'm saying? If you have them. If you want to go out and participate in the protest movement, your number one goal should be to not be caught. Are you fucking stupid? I'm yo, fuck that frontline shit. Y'all niggas ain't hip. Y'all not not smart. Y'all not fucking slick. Alright? Ask H. Rap Brown, my nigga. Ask any ask Mumia Abu Jamal, alright? They I know they don't want to be in jail, alright? Those brothers, not only did they not want to be in jail, but they lived their lives in such a way as to Always avoid jail. None of these people that we have come to idolize even for being in jail have woke up and said, yo, I want to go to jail for the movement. Huey P didn't say that. They unjustly locked Huey P up. You know what I'm saying? H. Rod Brown didn't say, yo, I want to go to jail for 33 years for the movement. They un- unjustly locked him up. Leonard Peltier didn't voluntarily go to the fucking jailhouse, my dude. They unjustly locked him up. And they look for leaders to lock up. They use words like seditious, heretic. They use words like disruptive. You know what I'm saying? Like all of these things are meant to label people who are a threat to the establishment, to this democracy that is very, very fragile. And the fact of the matter is, yo, America's not 300 years old, all right? The bicentennial was 1776, all right? So the next time America turns 100, it's going to be 2000, pardon me, 1976 was the bicentennial. It'll be 2076. America will only be 300 years old. In that 300 years, America has still not managed to get a firm grasp on quote unquote empire. You know why? Because it's early in the game. Yo, we're dealing with an idiot right now in the office. This nigga isn't Winston Churchill. He's not fucking Henry the 14th. I mean, pardon me, Henry the 8th. He's not any of these. He's not a great military or political mind. We are dealing with an empire that has reached its quote unquote zenith economically, technologically, all of that with idiots in charge. Idiots. All right. Idiots. And to me, that suggests the impending decline of this empire, not any kind of ascension especially any kind of ascension that you want to put some money on. So if I was you, I would be thinking about divesting as well and as quickly and as swiftly as possible, as completely as possible from this entire empire because this shit is going down bad. Word, thank you, Lynette. Word to MLK, we integrated into a burning house. MLK said that shit in the 60s, my G. He said, I am concerned that my people may have been integrated into a burning house. 
and then they killed him. So, you know, just to let you guys know that a lot of other people have had these thoughts. I'm not the only motherfucker. I'm not the first person to say this. I'm certainly not going to be the last. But you got to realize that none of this is popular. None of this is going to make you feel good. None of this is going to be on anybody's meme page or none of that. I, I realized that my point at this point in my life that I have so much happiness like internally with my family. I mean, shit, I started seeing a therapist, B. Like I, I'm feeling really good about the processes that I'm undertaking as a human being. I feel terribly about the processes that this country is going through. And I know this is going to be bad. So I'm not here to tell you that we have any fucking chance in hell. I'm here. I'm here to tell you niggas to find the door. Find the motherfucking door, Bree. Find that shit and get the fuck up out of here or divest yourselves from this as quickly as possible. Yo, like you said, B, like you said, need a new username. It's civil war. These are things like we are going to have to see a time perhaps in our life where, you know, there's combat on American soils again. You know what I'm saying? That shit hasn't happened since 1860 something. It's not far fetched. Ask the people in France, ask the people in Russia, ask the people in London. They blew that shit the fuck up in the 40s, my nigga. They burned their cities to the ground. That shit really happened. That shit really happened, yo. What you say? It's born off conflict. Big facts, you know what I'm saying? Stop. Thank you. Word to that guy. Hey, yo, what happened to those people, man? The stop bitches start a revolution people, man, used to be on the streets all the time in D.C., man. What happened to them people? They was keeping it too real. That's what happened. They was keeping it too real, and everybody started bitching. I wish I had one of them T-shirts now, man. That was a, And the bumper sticker. Those, those guys was on to something right there. But, again, like I said, million-dollar bail for going outside and fucking around in protests. Now we're looking for lawyers. We're looking for legal aides to come and, you know, appeal to this system that, oh, we know listens to us so closely about how it's so unfair that these people are locked up. Meanwhile, we don't know what the fuck them people is doing to them people in jail. We don't know what the fuck is being negatively impacted in their personal lives by their absence and their incarceration. And you can never get the time back. So it doesn't matter. You're being held unjustly because they amped up a regular a real shitty bond on you and now you're missing moments in your children's life you're missing moments with your mom you're missing moments with valuable people that can actually teach you something you in jail with people that's mentally ill because we know they turn jails after they close the mental facilities in america what became the mental health facilities my g jail 90 i won't say 90 excuse me a vast majority of people that are in jail have diagnosed and undiagnosed mental illnesses. Oh, and thank you, Lynette. Let me not forget, we're locking people in eight by 10 cells in the middle of a fucking pandemic. You know, thanks. But whatever, that's how life works. You know what I'm saying? Talk about jail. Talk about how jail works. Oh, I'm getting to these ice detentions. That's coming up. Thank you, I need to do user aim. We coming. Let's talk about Georgia because it's going down in Georgia. Georgia jails are officially overrun and out of control with COVID-19. This is a this is a very serious problem in the state of Georgia jails. A little bit of history about Georgia. Georgia was the only colony of the 13 colonies which was actually known as a penal colony, a colony, which means that 
if you fucked up in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, or some other shit like that, one of the other 13 colonies where all the rich white people were functioning, they sent your dumb ass to Georgia for exile, for punishment, for prison. And the history of Georgia, racism, the history of Georgia's virulent political maneuvering for power is never to be forgotten here. And it affects every fucking thing happen, that happens today. Now, like you said, they had ATL. They had opened up the clubs. Why? Because Georgia is off the fucking hook. So anyway, in the Georgia jails, they're overrun with coronavirus. If you listen to this show, I've done a segment a, a few weeks back about a riot in Ware Prison in Georgia where they actually were live streaming it. You know, because niggas in jail got... Uh, Cell phone, shout out to my boy Snoop Cash, shout out to my boy Chip C, everybody out there behind the walls that know what time it is, man. Niggas in jail got phones and they got access to the outside technology and they live streamed the riot. They ain't kill no guards. They, ain't, they didn't mistreat nobody. They are in there rioting because they are being mistreated actively in the middle of a pandemic, locked in eight by 10 cells with no water, no, you know what I'm saying, no air conditioning, not being uh, uh, provided PPE, sharing close quarters with people who have already been infected. Shit is really happening, yo. Georgia's crazy. In the state of Georgia, what's also going on in their ICE detention centers they're performing hysterectomies, hysterectomies on, in, excuse me, involuntary hysterectomies on people who find themselves in their custody. Let's talk about what a hysterectomy is. A hysterectomy is quite literally when they remove a woman's womb. They are taking women who are incarcerated unjustly and especially not for crime related offenses in ice detention centers wounds robbing them of the ability to procreate robbing them of the ability to be women as functionally as they should be in society this has precedence this country has been taking wounds out of black women since slavery it is, thank you, it is population control. Europeans are the global minority. I want anyone and everyone who listens to this to fully absorb that fucking fact. White people only come from fucking Europe. Europe is not even a continent. Europe is an extension of the Asian continent. Europe is the westernmost point of the Asian continent. The people who come from the westernmost point of the Asian continent lack pigment. They come from places that are economically and agriculturally depressed. They also come from a society of war and violence and savagery. That's what they're about. That's what they had to do to survive in the fucking foothills of the Caucasus Mountains. The Ural Mountains. Dog, it's not sweet in fucking France. It's not nice in Switzerland. You can't grow shit out there, bro. You can't live. Can't can't establish a society. So what do you do? What do you do? You come from the British Isles, probably one of the shittiest places on planet Earth. What do you do? You go out and you steal. Thank you, Lynette. 
You go outside and you steal and you conquer and you rob. And it's wild because they have ingrained that sequence of events so deeply in our psyche and our DNA that we almost think it's a natural um, a, a reaction to this set of circumstances, not an actual, you know, deficiency to be overcome. This is something that you have to overcome. You have to develop the resilience to not have to steal and rob and murder and enslave people in order to evolve, in order to grow, in order to establish your own thing. However, they never developed that resilience. They turned it into, thank you, boo. Thank you, B. A way of life, a culture, a way of life. And they used Every single thing that ever happened to them or that they ever done along the way, which is this is where history becomes important to justify it. That's how it happens. They've used that to justify it and they've used it to make us think that it is the human way of life, not their way of life. It's fucking ridiculous, yo. It's all ridiculous and it's all cap. Meanwhile, a lot of us, a lot of people think in this country that because we have embraced their their way of life and we live by these codes that we were never meant to live by, that if we are somehow able to excel or beat them at their own game, then somehow, some way, we will be able to save ourselves or thrive generationally. You know, everybody, look, you know Clifford Harris pretends to be a really smart motherfucker. He's, he's a really decent rapper. I'm talking about T.I., T.I. is a decent rapper. He's, he's probably fairly intelligent guy, but he thinks he's fucking slick, and he also thinks that capitalism is something that he can manipulate without having to pay dues to the boss's bosses. T.I. got fried again. T.I. got fried again in something that all of these super smart niggas are telling us that we should be doing. Crypto. T.I. gets into crypto, He's he somehow some way got involved in a bad deal in cryptocurrency, which led to him being under investigation by the SEC. The SEC came back with this investigation. Of course, they found this fucking guy guilty. He's a five time felon. He's a rapper. What the fuck? Of course, you're fucking guilty. Anyway, found tip guilty. Now tip is banned from dealing in cryptocurrency for Five years for the next five years when that's actually going to take off. You know what I'm saying? You know this is all happening. I'm going to let you guys know. Crypto is going to be a real thing. Nobody has cash anymore. Everybody's money is binary code. So if your money is binary code, then what's going to stop me from putting a couple of keystrokes in and making certain people who I want to be and who need to be millionaires? What stops me from doing that? Nothing. So now that we're inside of this crypto game, I hope all you fucking junkies and drug dealers and, and hustlers and all of that got your fucking mattress full because it ain't going to be no more cash no more. They told Tip, come up off of 75K as a matter of fact. Come up off of $75,000 and you can't fuck with the crypto game for five years. Just so we put you in your place where you need to be. Also in the great state of Georgia. Shout out to Georgia, gang. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to my auntie, too. She just moved to ATL. Man, I hope you're having it up out there, man, for real. We'll talk about some solution-based moments in a few. Again, with the capitalism, though, it's a big story to me. Breonna Taylor 
In the Breonna Taylor saga, which it seems like has been just dragging on for fucking ever. All right, guys. They killed Breonna Taylor in cold blood. We've had developments where we've seen that the police and the district attorney have tried to shirk the responsibility and quiet the noise around this as much as possible, by any means possible. Arresting everybody at the protest. Fuck it. We're going to go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, put her on the cover of fucking, um, you know, what is it, Vanity Fair. We're going to go ahead and put her on the cover of the New York Times. We could put her name on the floor of the NBA. Whatever we got to do. Anything short of locking these white men up. Because that would be too much like sending a message to white men and women in America that there is accountability. And that's not real. So they don't even want to start down that path. So... With that being said, they've reached a settlement with Rihanna's family, and the uh, the details, as far as I can tell, is that $12 million settlement. All right, let's talk about $12 million settlement for somebody killing your daughter. I don't, I have a daughter, fuck your $12 million. I'm, I'm coming for next, period, all right? As a matter of fact, I might take your $12 million and go hire some motherfucking hitmen. Because that's how serious I am about that. All right? So don't ever fucking offer me no money if some shit like that go down. One. Two, $12 million ain't going to buy you shit in the form of justice. All right? These are black people from Louisville, Kentucky, who don't really have a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Now you get $12 million. Uncle Sam taking half of that. So... Yeah, I know we killed your daughter. I know we support. I know we pay the bills of the department that killed your daughter, but we're still going to need half of that so that we can pay our bills. You know what I'm saying? What you say, B? They steal from the people. And after that, they they have no value. Now, let's talk about that $12 million, fam. Where the fuck you think that $12 million came from? What you think? Louisville got a mattress? No. That money came from the citizens of Kentucky of Louisville, of any other city in Kentucky, that's their money. That's their money that they giving to Breonna Taylor. You know what I'm saying? This shit is crazy, yo. Taxpayer money that they giving to a family that they have wronged. This is the city of Chicago paid out over $3 billion in police settlements in the last XYZ amount of time. Are you fucking crazy? What you say, Jay? All five of the nappy rules. You know what I'm saying? Tell them niggas, them niggas like, y'all done up and done it, man. This shit don't make no sense. I'm just trying to figure out. Everybody wants to be positive, nigga. This shit is not positive. This is not fucking good. I'm sorry. And I don't fucking have any patience for anybody who wants to get up on any platform and be like, yo, it's cool. We're making some economic advancement. Shut the fuck up, please. We cannot capitalism our way out of this. We can't buy our way out of this. We can't, we can't dollar our way out of this. Now, what you can do personally is dollar your way to a bit more comfort. You can dollar your way to a bit more of a comfortable experience in this hellscape <laughs> that is the United States of America. But if you're a working person, fuck that. If you pride yourself on being a working person, that's a sucker's bad, G. I'm sorry. This is not, this country is not established to reward labor. 
This country is established to extract labor from everyone that comes through it. All right. When the Statue of Liberty has her arm up, talk about send me your tired and huddled masses. They're not saying send them niggas over here to relax. Send them niggas over here to work. Stupid. <laughs> oh, y'all got some poles over there. I got some poor, you know. And again, this country has always been established for Europeans, a specific kind of European, to be clear, in the beginning. But the umbrella of whiteness has grown to embrace all of, most of, the European continent. You know what I'm saying? They still got a little bit of a thing with the Eastern Europeans, like the Kazakhstanis, Ukrainians. You know what I'm saying? They don't fuck with them too heavy. But mostly everyone got under the umbrella of whiteness in America. And it took a long time, okay? They they didn't want the Italians to come over here and become congressmen. They didn't want any Speaker of the House last name Pelosi or anything like that. They told them, niggas, man, they want these niggas working in factories. They want these people working in motherfucking shoe factories and, and meat factories and all of that. And who does that now? The Latinos. The Latino population who came here under the same type of circumstances. Not only the same type of circumstances, but circumstances that the United States directly created in their countries. See, whiteness and Europeanism created the need for them to flee from from Europe. But we created the need for Central Americans to get the fuck out of Central America. Like, me personally, yo, I've seen pictures. I've never been, but Guatemala looks pretty fucking nice to me. You know what I'm saying? El Salvador looks pretty great to me. I probably would like to be there living a pretty good climate-controlled life rather than be up here freezing my balls off in the motherfucking wintertime. But that's what we've been convinced that we have to do in order to achieve. You know what I'm saying? In order to, to thrive. You know what I'm saying? And we've been convinced that Luxury and capital is the way to do it. It's the way to show that we've succeeded, that we've achieved. A lot of y'all, a lot of y'all pointing fingers out here, you know what I'm saying? Like that luxury designer shit. I ain't going to hold you. I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot, my nigga. I'm probably one of the better dressed people that you know. And you ain't never seen me break my neck for any designer luxury piece of clothing. I probably don't own them. And if I do, they don't have labels on them. The real, real uh, discount, a discount uh, luxury warehouse, discount luxury warehouse has been jerking you motherfuckers for years, like maybe two. They sold hundreds of fake items and now they're being sued because guess what? Capitalism is fucking cap and the market is cap. And all of this luxury goods that people aspire to attain and so on and so forth, the difference between those and the knockoff version of them is this fucking big. They all fucking get made in the same factory. Cotton is cotton, G. Wool is wool. Textiles are textiles. It does not matter. But at the end of the day, marketing and the effective uh, propaganda of wealth and the illusion of wealth is stupid important to our people out here, yo. What'd you say? Robinhood ain't going to save you, G. Listen, if you're fucking day trading on Robinhood, how much impact do you think your trade has on the market? Not only that, let's take this. How many investor reports have you gotten? 
When the last time Tesla, Nike, uh, anybody sent you a personal fucking statement with your name on it that outlined the company's quarterly earnings, their goals for the future, any structural changes that they may have going on, and any of that bullshit that really affects the company? When the last time? Never. Never. Your Robinhood account don't get you that kind of access. If Robinhood and all of that shit was the way to move, then Charles Schwab and them niggas would be a little bit more concerned. But they're not. You know what I'm saying? They're not. They're, they're cool. Charles Schwab, Morgan Stearns, Chase, all of those guys, they're good. Because they're trading for the people with the real money. They're running these trades for people with real money. Man, we don't have time to trade your fucking little thousand dollars here here, there. Fuck out my face, bro. Put that shit on the app. Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? And we're not even going to make the app. You see a Charles Schwab app? Have you ever seen a motherfucking JP Morgan app? Oh, okay. All right. Stop being fucking dumb. I'm sorry, man. This shit is negativity, all right? Because I have to bring this negativity to y'all in a way that makes you understand just how negative this shit is. And I'm not saying that life is negative. I'm saying that this shit is negative. Life is great, yo. I have the prettiest daughter I could ask for. I have the tallest, smartest son, most beautiful wife. I'm shit. I'm still looking for a job, but I don't give a fuck about that. I'm actually happy because I do have a skill that if worst came to scenario, we all going to eat. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying to you is this. This level of economic achievement and economic security that we all are striving for and that we all would like to establish in this country is not going to be brought about by playing by the rules that they have established for us to play within. Power concedes nothing without demand, okay? You can't slick your way out of it. The only way out is through. That's the only way out. You ever been in a situation like that? That shit's scary, right? Like, you be like, as a shit, you like, yo, damn, the only way I can get out of this shit is to knock this nigga out and go. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the only way I can get out of this shit is to like go through that door right there. And, and it's a million people standing there, but I got to get to that door. That's the type of determination and spirit that we're supposed to have in this country as minorities, as African-Americans, as the descendants of people who built this country. That's the type of energy we're supposed to have. But instead of that type of energy, we got, oh, let's go vote. Let's go, let's go hope that such and such is, let's go ask them. Let's go tell them it's not fair. Maybe they'll see how unfair it is. Maybe if I get this sign and I hold it up real high, they'll be like, yo, we saw your sign, G, that shit, you right. You know what? You right. I'm sorry, gang. It's not going to happen. It's not how this thing is going to work. However, you know, we all like uh, to celebrate. You know what I'm saying? We all like to have a... A moment, you know what I'm saying? This is like, this is kind of what led me to even being like, yo, I definitely got to bring the negativity today. And yo, thank you to all of y'all that's in this joint, man, blowing up the likes, blowing up the comment section. I love it. But this is why I had to bring the negativity today. This story made me bring the negativity, yo. The Hilton Group, H2, you know, consulting or whatever, who actually, you know, I can say this, is the, is the, the home front group of shit maybe the last decade of my life for real yo i'm man i done been all the hilton's establishments 
selling, doing all kind of drugs, all kind of girls and all kind of parties and all my favorite DJ friends and all my bartender friends. They all come from all of that shit. We all come from all of that shit. But they are closing all that shit down. It's done. And you want to know why, gang? Because those things are liabilities, not assets. There, I listened to a podcast. I'll post it again. It's called Dish City. During Dish City, they did a really good, you know, about 30-minute piece on ESL and the history of ESL. If you don't know what ESL is, 18th Street Lounge. It's, um, it used to be a mansion. It used to be a mansion on Connecticut Avenue that they got for super cheap 25 years ago. So if you say 25 years ago, that's 1995. If you was in D.C. in 1995, you know that you could get a house outside for a quarter. You know that, man, somebody, nobody would even fucking come to U Street for any fucking reason. Nobody would come to 14th Street for any fucking reason in 1995. But the Hiltons had an opportunity because they come from the underground dance scene, giving them their credit. Organically, they come from the underground dance scene, dance music, you know, big shout out to the loft and all of that shit. But they found 18th Street Lounge in motherfucking 1995 on 1822 Connecticut Avenue, and they gutted it, filled it with all these trappings, all this vintage shit, and managed to turn it into a legendary night spot in D.C. The money that they made from this spot and from, let's keep it a buck, they talk about this in the beginning, from the exclusive two cool-for-school-ass parties that they used to have over there and all that fucking bottle service and all that running it up and running up crazy bar tabs. They took that money, and then in the late 2007, 2008, whatever, they started investing in U Street when nobody would touch U Street. Opened up Marvin, opened up Brixton, opened up... L. Ray, much later in the game for L. Ray, but opened up Shea Billy's, opened up all of these places, you know what I'm saying? Blackbird, Gibson, all of these places. And what did they do? They identified a new target market, which was us, hanging out, bullshitting, having fun. Now we in D.C., we got a little bit of money. Okay, we move it. Obama, the president. Black folks feel real good about shit. All right, we out here. Run up the bag. Now, what's happening? Gentrification, economic collapse, pandemic, tax base shifted. The way it was easy and fun to own something on Connecticut Avenue when the combined income of those businesses that inhabited that space kept the tax base super low, when that shit started rising, then it became a liability. And I promise you, just like they have done the Latinos, just like they do black people, just like they do anybody, at the end of the day, when you become a liability, they are trying to find a way to get you the fuck out of here. Bro, they've been trying to get out of Marvin for years. Years. I've known this personally only because everybody who worked at, everybody who ever worked at Marvin, I know on a first name basis. They've been trying to get the fuck out of there for years, all right? They have been trying to establish a way to cut the losses and keep walk away with their reputation intact for years. COVID just helped. COVID just helped. All of this shit was been going to happen. All of this shit is still happening, and there's nothing that none of y'all are going to do or can do about it. And that's the worst part. 
Like, when you don't own anything, when you don't have any direct economic ties to not only the venue, the means of supporting the venue, but the buildings, the actual physical establishments that these activities that you revere and that you love so much take place in, guess what? When they decide to end the fucking party, it's over. That's it. Meanwhile, everybody's out here talking about, you know what I'm saying? Hey, what you say, G? You should turn it back into those before photos. It sure the hell is. And that's the and, and guess what? Right now, the play is not going to be just for anybody who's willing to put some money into it because we've done that before. This play now is about corporations. You see on the corner of 14th and U, what's on the corner of 14th and U right now? Corporations, Subway, McDonald's, Chase, and the D.C. government. Corporations, billions of dollars. We not, we don't give a fuck about your millions, your thousands, your hundreds, whatever. That's bullshit. And as the Hiltons found out, that shit is unsustainable. It's not sustainable. As much as y'all love the party at El Rey and all this, that and the third, that shit wasn't paying no bills. None. So when it's time for them to snatch that shit up, it's gone. And they're going to sell it. Hey, yeah, you're right, G. That is Chapter One. They're going to sell that shit to Chase, though. They're going to turn that into a Chase. They're going to turn that shit into a motherfucking Citibank Cafe. Why? Because that's what's really important to these people, all right? When you talk about culture, you talk about who's who's running the culture, who's controlling the culture. How the fuck is your culture all revolved around places that you do not own? Places that you frequent. Not an alcohol brand that your friends made. An alcohol brand that you just decided you wanted to fuck with one day out of the whim of being a young person who likes to drink. Now this is now this is how you define your life. Oh, I'm Jameson. Oh, I'm I'm Ciroc. Oh, I'm shut the fucking fuck up. You're not anything. You're a you're a victim. <laughs> you're a victim. You're a consumer. Consumers and consumer goods is great. It's a great business to be in. But who are the providers? Who are the suppliers? You know what I'm saying? If you ain't a supplier, then you gotta. Keep yourself in your fucking space. You got to remember who you are. You know what I'm saying? Don't, and maybe you're an alcoholic, perhaps. <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a consumer, you know, know your lane. And, and as for me, I always knew my lane. Listen, I knew a lot of shit was capped before y'all knew it was capped. And, and, and if I said it was capped, then I'm a hater. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm hating on these niggas. Now I don't give a fuck about these niggas. I don't count their money. That none of them ever did shit for me. But at the end of the day, I do know what spades look like. All right? So I know when somebody is in the game for a quick flip, a, a quick come up, G. Look, you didn't have to be a fucking genius to know that Diet Starts Monday was a fucking quick flip come up. You didn't have to be a rocket scientist to know that. Which is why I violated that joint in the way that I did. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to be a fucking brilliant person to understand that El Rey was a super low overhead built. Nigga, I saw them bring the shipping containers in there. I saw that shit with my own two eyes. I was there. I was hanging out on U Street. I said, hmm, they put some shipping containers over here. What the fuck they doing over here? Next thing I know, it's a whole fucking club. Are you stupid? Dog, 
These are money grabs. And the deal is that we as a people are so susceptible and so vulnerable to fucking propaganda that we just, you know, yeah, let's go. Let's spend our money with them. Fuck it. That's all, all it takes is one motherfucker to tell us, yo, that's this the new shit. It's lit over here. Are you crazy? You know what I'm saying? Hey, Jew, you know. You already knew what time it was, Jew. Hey, listen, man. This shit is crazy. But to, to reiterate, though, they're closing all of those joints. But guess what's staying open, gang? I had to write this down. Shea Billy, which they moved to Georgetown, staying open. They still own that. Cafe Celine in Virginia, Arlington, own that. Pac DeVille, Alexandria, still staying open. The Brighton at the Wharf, still staying open. And Victory Park in the Kennedy Center, still opening. What'd you say, Jew? We flooded that shit. We ran that shit because I knew and everybody else knew that this shit is cap. All right? And these people are still going to make money off of someone else's back, but they're going to move with the money. They're going to move with the money. Meanwhile, y'all moving with y'all emotions. Fuck all that. And, 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 and before I say, I got a minute left, but I got to get this point out. Negativity is not an emotion. Negativity is an observation. Somebody once said, a very smart person once said, it's impossible to be brave without being scared. Fear and bravery go hand in hand, yo. Negativity and optimism go hand in hand, G. I see the negativity. I want more. The only reason that we ever got anything in this country is because we saw that the shit wasn't good and we wanted more. So we went out and got more. It seemed like a lot of y'all niggas don't want more. You just want what you had. Fuck what you had. Fuck what used to be. This the new shit right here. Things work out the best for those that make the best of the way that things work out. 17 seconds left on the podcast. Just a little bit of negativity for y'all. I'll be back later on this week. Maybe tomorrow with more smoke. More news. More smoke. I love y'all all. Peace. Yeah, yeah. That's how you do a podcast, kids.